on last week's Irrevelations. This is basically the Tabernacle Part 2, and I hate it. Wait, were you making a joke about my wife? Is Solomon just flexing that he knows so much about trees? So a palace within the palace, which is his actual residence. And then, because they're extra as f- his wife, the princess of Egypt, has her own identical palace. I like a good thick pillar. I, don't, I, I think it's more important than length. They made it, it says, all out of clay molds that they casted in the plain of Jordan, because I give a shit. <laughs> Before we turn to the word, I would like to I can't be a big blessing to people if I'm poor and broke and depressed. I don't feel good about myself. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness. I believe in a literal burning Bible hell just as strongly as I believe in a beautiful heaven. No, no, no. Not God bless America. The Bible means a lot to me, but I don't want to get into specifics. And pray this simple prayer, Lord, speak to me. You know, it's like people being like, you know, the world's hollow. And you're like, well, that's not true. And some guy's like, well, actually, there's a thing called caves. And you're like, well, that's not what he's talking about either, you <laughs> fucking retard. Stupid motherfucker. I mean, they uh, could. It could be. <laughs> what we need to do is inject UV light into the bloodstream. You're like, well, actually, there's this one PowerPoint that shows that you can put a black light in there, and that's probably what he meant. Like, no, shut, no, shut, <laughs> I, shut. I hope, um, I hope lots of people die fr- from not only the virus but also trying to cure themselves. Apparently, yeah, that's already that, happening. They're already pouring into the hospitals. Good. I hope they. Um, I, I love the idea that if 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 the Zoomers were the ones killing themselves with Tide Pods, I love the Boomers killing themselves by drinking bleach. Yeah, yeah. Or injecting it if they're a fucking badass. I knew a. I knew a millennial that drank bleach. Uh, this is a long, long oh, time. Oh, like on purpose, though, right? Like yeah. To kill themselves? When, when we were in, when we were in early, uh, this was like fourteen years old. It wasn't so to like ex- it wasn't expected. to like fend off Ebola or something. <laughs> no, 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 no. This was this was like this was on the bus freshman year of high school. Uh, there was a couple of fucking I don't know what you call them trash i i I don't want to shit on them too hard but because they're human beings but they were just like when you're 14 you realize hey that guy's fucking garbage oh the niceville people the niceville people the townies my neighbors is how i would describe them. (laughs) (laughs) the people on my bus stop yeah yeah, yeah. Um, we'll call them gibeonites (laughs) (laughs) but one of the kids was like 14 years old already like had an ankle bracelet and had to do like uh regular drug testing as part of his probation for drug charges or whatever hell yeah and that was just his life, just in and out of juvie or whatever, you know. Yeah. Uh, bragging actually, about it, too. Actually like, really sad, but yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I got to fight juvie. I was like, last weekend, I ate two <laughs> ice cream cones in my backyard. <laughs> no one tried to fight me at yeah. all. It was pretty fucking sweet weekend. Might go some fishing, do some fishing. Nothing, no plans, nothing major. Sure, happening. sure, but anyway, sure. Yeah. Um, Pummel him down with your privilege. I'll never forget that the <laughs> there was the he was having this uh, scientific discussion with the other drug heads in the back of this uh, bus on how to uh, evade drug testing, and they were all drinking bleach. Oh. They were drinking diluted bleach. One of them was like, "Yeah, you got to mix bleach with chocolate milk. That makes it tastier. Oh. Uh, it cleans out your system. Just gets you ready for your drug test." And I was like, "So you think the bleach will clear the marijuana? But what if they test you for bleach?" <laughs> That'd be a weird one, you know? They're like, yeah, you tested 
All right, you tested clean for marijuana, but we did notice a lot of blood and bleach in your system. I don't know what the fuck that's about. We noticed that you shit out your entire colon. Yeah. <laughs> did you see that about... It's not illegal, but... Like, moms are doing that now. Isn't that what that mir- the miracle mineral solution or whatever is bleach, right? They're giving yeah, it to their I, I, babies to stop autism. I heard I heard it was like a bleach enema, right? Yeah, and you shit out your intestinal lining. Actually, you shit out your intestinal lining, but what they were actually seeing was they're like, "Oh, look, all those uh, the 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 the, ter- the the parasites and the toxins are out of their body." Like, no, no, that's their intestinal lining. Oh no, God! Yeah, I saw that. I saw a picture of it that I'm going to throw up if I think about it anymore. But uh, I'm what, I, I the, what is that going to do to you? Is that going to like give you colon cancer down the line? I guess bleach. Like, well, not having a lining. Cancer? Like, I wonder what I wonder what it's going to. Um. I mean, cancer is a group of diseases based on. I know. I don't want to get this side, but I don't oh know. Probably, God. probably the answer is fucking probably. <laughs> probably the free chlorine radicals are damaging your DNA and giving. See, you that's what I was. I that's exactly what I was imagining. Right. In my, so uh, who knows? In my uh, bachelor of arts mind. That's what I was picturing. My two years at FSU. Uh, um, hey. I know, I know. I'm just fucking with you. He has a bachelor's, everybody. Don't shit on too hard. I don't anyway, care. Okay. Now, now I'm defending it. Yeah, now yeah, I'm a fucking it, loser. Yeah. Okay, go. Go. Continue. Couldn't hack it. What were you saying? Oh, uh, hey. My point was... Oh, go uh, my point was, is like, you remember like reading like history books and it was just like, and then back in the day, everyone just thought mercury was the cure for everything. And I was just like, but we know better now. Right. And then suddenly people was like, have you tried bleach though? Have you tried? <laughs> it's this new miracle drug bleach. It works great on tile, uh, or linoleum and fucking lungs. Yeah. If you can It'll kill the fuck out of a virus. I'll tell you that right now. It will definitely, it'll definitely be a tie. Yeah. It'll be. Yeah, it'll like yippee ki motherfucker. You will everything. not die of the virus, I assure you. I no, guarantee <laughs> if you drink an entire ball of bleach and then wash it down with Drano, that virus, it ain't coming, it ain't going anywhere. Yeah, yeah, no, that's for sure. Did you see, speaking of the virus, that uh, all the old people are going to die? And they're war- Here's the funny thing. The Politico, I sent you that article. Did you read it? Probably not. Good. Uh, so- I read the title. Poli- I read yeah, the headline. That was That's the needed. gist of it. Politico it. wrote that uh, elderly voters dying of coronavirus could cost Trump in November. But the way I see it, it's got to be just as likely to hurt Biden. I mean, that's who's voting for everyone, right? It's only old people vote, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, I read that. Um, I read that the the idea of undecided voters this mysterious middle of the road like oh how do we get how do we get the middle how do yeah, how, yeah. how do we get the centrist which how, is insane how, that that exists right now but like yeah. but, but that it never existed it's never been about trying to find centrist voters uh-huh. it's about getting your your base the people who were going to vote for you anyway just off their asses to vote sure and they're going to have a real hard time when they're getting double pneumonia yeah especially since trump said that uh we can't vote in the mail right probably did you see uh, that I, I i don't know that he said he can't i know he was arguing against it and being well like, he said yeah, it's so corrupt ethical. but then he said that he does it <laughs> but he's allowed to but no one else should <laughs> yeah fuck you i got mine uh I, I saw it on our um conservative was that it, they were posting some dumb twitter from some dumb idiot who was like yeah oh now they want to have mail-in voter talk about fraud and then there were a bunch of conservatives are like i voted by mail for the last yeah, 20 years. I've I think everyone votes by mail. There's zero evidence to say that there's a widespread fraud from voting by mail. And now in the middle of a pandemic, there's probably no better reason 
And still, still, as much as people want to say that, like, oh, yeah, but if we get voted by mail, that'll just be more Democrat wins. Because, like, no fucking young kids aren't going to fucking mail. I don't even know how to mail a letter. True. I don't either. I'll still not vote. I swear on <laughs> I swear on God's <laughs> grave that I will not be on their vote. I believe it. Uh Dude. It would have to be an app that installs itself on my phone unwanted, <laughs> like an Amber Alert. Well, like Aust- Australia then, yeah. does that. You what? get in trouble if you don't vote. I think that's smart. Get in trouble if you, you don't get vote. fined for not doing hey, your goddamn what? civic duty. Hey, who do you want to be president? I don't care. Well, you're going to jail. No, you can like. you can vote. You can like check none or whatever, but you yeah. have to technically cast your ballot. Yeah. You can still abstain. Yeah. No, nah, I love it. I love Voting's it. fucking lame. I want us to make some sort of a... I want us to repurpose, pull out of the Middle East, take all the drones that we were using to kill wedding attendants or whatever. We need that. No, listen. Use those drones over here to hunt down people that didn't vote. <laughs> and blow them <laughs> well, up at church. Yeah, blow them at <laughs> Or wherever they are. Obviously, yeah. it doesn't have to be at church. Right, it could be at right, right. school. It doesn't have to be at church. Yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> be, I mean, hey, we drone strike their schools. I think we can have a taste of it over here. Why not? It is kind of, um, I don't know, that's a stupid. I, I, the, the amount of money we spend on the military and where it's still like, oh, yeah, but these masks is too much. Oh, healthcare, that's stupid. <laughs> I got to, how much money do we spend per Pakistani child murdered? Trillions. Not enough. Yeah. We need I mean, a, I like we it. Need a, I, it's funny. I wish there was ways to have both. We need to correct that ratio. I don't think we kill a lot of Pakistanis, though. Regrettably. Who, who are we killing? Serious now. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you count the money that we give to, like, Saudi Arabia and Israel and stuff, we're killing all kinds of people. Technically. Right. It's good shit. Yeah. I mean, I support our troops. Yes. In everything they do. Yes. If you want to, if, if a Navy SEAL wants to stab a man in the neck. Yeah. Handcuffed on the ground. Yeah. I would love. Fucking. I, I wish I we could get, America. like, uh, depending on how much we support the troops through our taxes, we should be able to get, like, little knickknacks. Like, maybe, like, I could get, like, a necklace with, like, children's teeth on it or oh, something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, uh, normally I, I like to send money to Africa to, like, uh, sponsor a child, like, a cup of coffee a day, give some water. But if yeah. I could just send it to, like, uh, an army infantryman and he gives me one Pakistani hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a freeze-dried hand yeah. that was cut off from a... I mean, Pakistan is our allies. You know that, right? Like, I don't know why you're talking... We don't kill them. I... We'll never stand with Pakistan. Sure. I, that's fine. I'm not asking you to. I'm just letting you know. And it's only a matter of time. I, I mean, come on. You're a nuclear power. What are you not going to. Not after this. Okay, fair. I don't know what you're talking about. Anyways, uh, folks, you're listening to the Revelations <laughs> podcast. We're here to read the Bible, not clusterfuck our way through uh, foreign relations. I can't honestly tell the difference. No. Is I... Pakistan the one where they rape children? Uh, God damn it. And that's what cut. I read. And cut. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's what they like to do, Grant. It's not a racist statement. It's a fucking fact. I don't think they do that. I think that there's probably more of that happening in America than anywhere else on Earth per per capita. I bet we're winning. Do you, do you think so? I mean, I don't know if it's. I don't know I, if that's true. I already took us into the Bible, so we can't obviously talk about that now. But I think it's probably oh, pretty close I to true. Think. Come on, think about all the... Every evangelical church is a bastion of child abuse. Period. And they're ever, they're on every goddamn corner, so... You know, it is it is by its very definition, child abuse. If, if they found 
a woman or a man, yeah. a family, yeah. and their okay. kids were in the basement. Great. And you're like, what have you been doing to those kids? Like, oh, we've been telling them there's vampires. Yeah. And they, we just don't let them outside because of the vampires and this poisonous gas. You're like, oh, okay, that's that's right. But then if you told them, oh, no, it's demons and angels and shit, then, oh, that's fine. I mean, I we do. Th- they were doing that at Waco, and we, we didn't just let them do it. So I don't know how right you are about that. There's I think a that has point to do with the child brides. There's a point where we step in. Yeah, the as child long brides. as you as long as you limit yourself to one adult wife, and you don't have a legitimate paper trail to the children you're having sex with, then it's usually okay. Uh, you're going to get kicked out of all your libertarian clubs if you keep talking like this. <laughs> Anyways, folks, a Revelations podcast. Like I mentioned, we're here to read the Bible, not talk about politics and death and coal to dog whistle racism at Middle Eastern countries. That's not what I do. Yeah. Okay. okay. Just uh, Pakistan. Stop, stop. We have friends who are Pakistani. They're going to hear this, maybe. Uh, so, Just we're in the Bible. Oh, my God. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> we're in the Bible. We're in first... Uh, what episode is this? 83? 83. It's, it's settled. This is episode 83. We're in First Kings, the book of First Kings. We're in chapter 8 today. Just chugging along, right? I'm looking up Pakistani child rape. Oh my god! <laughs> Kill you. I don't know. Chapter eight of First Kings. Yes, sir. Uh, bring us up to speed. What's been happening? What What do we have going on last week? Uh, last week was Solomon building a house for God himself, and that's right. Basically, and it was extra as fuck as the kids are saying. I think I, they are saying that. Yeah. Uh, um, just way it, it's too like much when bullshit. You, I, not that I have much to relate to, but it's like that first time you like bring your girl to your house and you're like, oh, I better clean up all these cum stained socks off the fucking floor and shit. You know, you want to make it nice. You think that's you bring in, bringing them home for the first time? Oh, because God is the girl God's in that situation. God's, yeah, there you go. And the and not having everything coated in gold is the equivalent of having cum stained socks on your floor. Not that I've ever done that. Yeah, which covered everything in gold or covered everything in cum. Not, not either. Which is, cum is the human equivalent of gold, I think, you know? I mean, it's rare, yeah. It's a rare resource that your body produces. Um, okay, so, <laughs> continuing. We're in chapter eight now. And, uh... Never what, masturbating with a sock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we have, as we talked about, we, we built the temple. We, we built Solomon's palace, which is even greater than the temple, of course. Now it's time to actually bring God home. All right, we've got all the bullshit, all the fucking brass pomegranates for some God reason. God loves that shit. God yeah. loves brass pomegranates. He he will literally not go into a building without four hundred uh, bron- or bronze pomegranates. I guess whatever, they suck. Uh, so King Solomon finally gets all of the elders of Israel into his presence, probably at his big ass palace, and he's like, "Look, fellas." It's uh, it's time to fuck shit up. You know, we're gonna have a big ass festival, and uh, we're gonna bring God home. I I do think it's kind of interesting that he's like, like all of a sudden these elders exist now. We haven't really heard of elders recently. It's always no. been like the king and his generals and the people directly underneath him. All of a sudden now, like the tribal elders matter. I wonder if it's like a big deal moving the Ark of the Covenant. It seems like it would be, but it also it, it seems like every other time it's been moved, it's just whoever yells the loudest. Okay. Nearest, you know, just any anybody can just show up, check it out for the weekend, bring it back. See, yeah. kind of weird. Yeah. 
Um, it's definitely, yeah, it's left them out of the story for a while. It's been more of a, uh, just a biography of Solomon for a bit now. So I see what you're saying. But not only did the elders come up, it, like I said, it was a big festival going on. So they have basically all of uh, Israel there. All of the fucking populace gathered. I'm guessing besides the central personnel that had to stay with flocks, etc. Sure. And, and uh, they all gather in Jerusalem. And the priests take up the ark. And they brought it... Uh, they brought it up to the tent of meeting. They started sacrificing shit. There's, you know, it's a lot of pomp and circumstance, right? You got a picture. This is like a, it, it makes me think of like an inauguration, maybe. Right? I think it's more like when they took Reagan's body on tour. Did they? Yeah. You don't that. No, that's badass. <laughs> like Reagan's dead. That. They like took him on a little, a little going like, away party. Like the way they do with the Christmas tree before they take it to the White House. Do they do that? Yeah, they drive it from wherever it is, and like they let know. it know when it's going through your town, and you can like see the tree on the fucking truck. It's huge. I don't think that's true. I saw Melania's Christmas. It 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 was mostly like first white off, bullshit. that's definitely true. Another thing they did that with was uh, a Japanese submarine they caught. They drove it all around the country during World War II. You could go check it out. It went through uh, it went through here actually. It was in Fredericksburg. Wow, that's really uninteresting. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it is interesting. You're talking about Reagan's body, all right? So the point is that... Uh, My point is is that it's this wooden box that holds God. Oh, hence Reagan. Got yeah, you. There you go. Okay, you're back in your libertarian club or whatever now. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's this... Um, I mean, the Ark is, holds a lot of, a lot, a lot, a lot of power to these people, right? Um, it strikes you dead if you touch it. It gives you cancers and hemorrhoids and stuff too. I definitely wouldn't be anywhere. I, I definitely wouldn't be anywhere near it. No, it's basically uh, again. My I like to go back to my theory that it is made of some, or the inside of it has some sort of really uh, deadly, like plutonium or some weapons grade. You can pretty much eat plutonium if you want. Weapons grade plutonium. Yeah. Okay. I, if anyone of our audience wants to eat plutonium, I'm pretty sure it'll cure. Oh, uh, I see what you're doing. I thought you were about to school me again in my stupid BA. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no one cares. But you can you can grab plutonium. It doesn't matter. Okay, well, I think then you have let's to eat it. To I kill think it. it's like a X-ray machine. The inside of an X-ray machine, you know, like at the dentist. People like have found those in junkyards before and then end up like dying because they yeah. played with it. So I think it's like that. That's what the arc is. You know, you get close, your uh, skin's gonna fall. It's off definitely bad fucking news. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and for those who don't remember, it's literally the Ark of the Covenant. So it l- literally is a vessel to contain a contract with God. Correct. So it's kind of a weird. We, we've talked about it a lot. It, I love the Ark of the Covenant. Uh, we haven't really. It just sort of pops in and out of sort of uh, these stories here and there. It's like, oh, by the way, I've got the Ark of the Covenant. They're like, cool, yeah. let's build a tent around it. And then we don't talk about it for 400 years. Until it gets stolen or whatever. Until it yeah. gets stolen, then it kills a bunch of people, and then it goes missing again. And then, what do they know. call that in, in uh, fiction? MacGuffin? It's a MacGuffin. Thank you. Good one. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they're sacrificing sheep and cattle for it. Uh, so many, in fact, that they could not record the number of cattle they killed. Which again, this Bible has lots of big ass numbers in it, like in the into the millions. Right. Um, so More it's than that, though. concerning that they could not count the number of cows they. They probably they just killed. didn't care. Was it in the bloodlust? Do you think? I don't know. I mean, I think they're natural accountants. No, listen, I'm surprised this is the that Bible. they can't. This <laughs> is the Bible. They don't lie. It says there were too many to be counted. So, so it literally is. It literally is too many. To so count. many 
that no one could count it. It's impossible to be counted. I'm a, I've become, in the last week, I've become a Bible literalist. And yes, oh, really? that's what it means. I am too, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we need to keep this ball rolling because we're going to fucking be dead in the water here soon if we're not careful. Um, all right, so the priests bring the Ark of the Covenant up to the Lord's uh basically house in the inner sanctuary of the temple, the most high place, most sorry, most holy place, they call it. And they put it beneath the wings of the cherubim that we talked about last week. Those are the enormous, how big were they? They were like fucking 20 feet tall, 15 feet tall. Were they? Uh, I mean, there's, there's, there's a bunch of fucking cherubim. This thing. There's specifically the cherubim. These ones in the inside the innermost room of the temple are 15 feet tall. Ah, nice. So, yeah. So not the cherubims that are already on the ark. No, no, no. So Which, there's two levels. It's cherubim squared. Again, gaudy, right? Gaudy. Yeah. Italian mistress style, I'm talking. <laughs> so they um, they put the... Leopard print leggings, too many earrings. <laughs> yes, yes. Just opera music playing in the background. Like, you don't know where it's coming from. Because, <laughs> anyways. so <laughs> Big hair, a black eye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Plenty of makeup on top of that, though. You wouldn't know. Um, so we now know that there's, I don't know this part's stupid. They, they're explaining kind of the setup in there that they've got big ass poles they use. So no one touches it. Here's where it gets interesting. They set it all up inside the, uh, innermost sanctum. And when the priests withdrew from the holy place, the cloud filled the temple of the Lord. So we're back in cloud mode. Yeah, we're back in cloud mode. It's been like 500 years, you know, it's about goddamn time. But now this mystical angry cloud is back in town. Yeah. Do you think they expected it? Would that be like kind of terrifying? Uh, like if you if you were like, oh yeah, there's this giant cloud and it killed thousands of us all the time. You'd miss step one second, it's fucking dead. And like, all right, well at least now all we can do is we just rape and plunder all we want. And nothing happens. Like no worries. True. If the cloud it's just dissipated, like yeah. a like a like a fucking vape vape cloud. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know uh, why we haven't seen the cloud in so long. It used to be really cool when it was leading people around, you know? Maybe God just doesn't care about his peeps. I mean, it's kind of weird that it's in the context of God giving them a king. I, I, I think th- – so the last time we saw the cloud was yeah. when they passed into uh, Israel, or the Canaan. And yeah. basically established the nation, and then Joshua was like, "All right, everyone, go your own ways. You're now a nation, a republic, a city-state of Jews, whatever." Um, and essentially, God was like, "Okay, I know we no longer have this central mass of people. We now have a segregated nation. So there's no real reason for me to be in any one place because I am everywhere." Yeah. And now with the reintroduction of, I guess, introduction of kings, now there's a reintroduction of a central sort of leadership and then god's now back has a focal point to focus on yes which is exciting you know he's back baby uh something fun i started doing just this week that i'm going to try and uh mix into the rotation is i'm getting on twitter obviously not our our twitter account because it doesn't exist anymore but my personal twitter account and i search kind of the chapters that we're in just to see if there's any hot takes out there on the earth right now about what we're reading and sure enough I found one. Um, a Kenyan pastor posted this sweet video of them all gathering in under a tent, and a dark cloud showed up. Just showed up. Just oh, yeah. The, nice. In the sky, a dark cloud. And they're explaining that this is uh, something that the uh, mega prof they're mega prophets. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> like those and, normal shitty prophets that. Yeah. 
um, steal from you. It's the Kasumu uh, Word Expo in Kenya, and the Mega Prophets predicted that God would show up, and sure enough, um, that while they were ministering, a big cloud came. But then you go down to the comments, and some guys like uh, um, another man from Kenya says, "Thank God, not everyone can be deceived by misinterpretation and misapplication of the scripture." What if such a rainy cloud is above a Pocot herdsman? And I had to Google what that was. I was like, is that a racial slur? But it appears that it's just a tribe in Kenya. And so it'd be like, it'd be like a, a Londoner being like, oh yeah, what if the cloud just appeared over like a Welsh shepherd? So, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I Anyways, guess. that's our Twitter deep dive for the week uh, brought to you by Jack Dorsey. Uh, next up, Solomon now addresses the people, right? Um, he's got his God back. It's kind of also, I think, for him, a sign of his uh, divine right to be the king, right? You know, well, like, I mean, yeah, I mean, a lot of kings now are like, yeah, I was uh, ordained by God, but you didn't actually have him standing behind you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a cloud form. No, yeah, yeah, the final the boss magic. form. Yeah. So he addresses all of Israel, basically the same kind of bullshit we've read a thousand times over. Praise be to God, yada yada. He saved us uh, in Egypt. Um, he promised this to my father, David, who, uh, you know, had it in his heart to do this, but I finally did it. I'm awesome. Um, so, you know, it's just a lot of, uh, self-aggrandizing. There is a, um, there is kind of a fun lyric here. Okay. Give it to us. Um, so basically, yeah, Solomon's like, oh yeah, God is the God of promises. He's the God of mercy. He keeps his covenant. Not like those other shitty gods who like, do they even exist? You never see them. Just a bunch of nut jobs talking about them all day long. Um, but it's kind of interesting. He says, but will God indeed dwell on earth? Behold, heaven and the heaven of heavens cannot contain you. How much less this temple, which I have built. So it's kind of like a, um, I, I think it's one of those things that will be picked up later, is that his argument is like, well, God is everywhere, and he's so magical and powerful that even heaven can contain him. So the idea that this house, this grand gold-covered bullshit house that I've created is like good enough for God is a joke. We're not really, we're not really making the argument that this house is where God is going to live. It was kind of missing when Moses was building the tabernacle. It was literally like, hey, this is God's apartment. He's going to be staying here for a while. Yeah. And when he's in there, that's where he is. He's in there. Um, yeah. Whereas sort of Solomon is sort of redefining God's presence as instead of just being in like a single location, it's like, well, this is just sort of a special house that he like checks out, you know? Sure. And I think it's in a way that kind of adds to the threat of it. It's like, oh, you think just because you saw the cloud in there that you're you're safe, that you can go out and sin because God's in here not watching you? No, he's fucking watching you. And he's going to tell me if you do something fucked up, you know? Probably, probably. I think it's more like you open up a Papa John's franchise. Papa John isn't actually there. But Excuse he is. You? He could be. He could be watching. He's always <laughs> and there, watching. And there will be a day of reckoning. Yeah, he's, he, he could be, you know, he could be. He's definitely aware of what you're doing. <laughs> At all times. Just well, he's swear. not necessarily, you know. <laughs> you know, they say uh, every time it rains, it's actually just Papa John's sweating on us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, okay. So, so it's cool. So Solomon addresses the people. A really cute little speech he gives. And then he goes into the altar of God, and this time he talks to God, all right? Um, this is, again, a lot of, like, f- pumping himself up and uh, 
it's kind of weird since, you know, who wrote this down, I guess, because it's just Solomon and God. But he says, you know, Lord, uh, you're the God of Israel. There's no one. There's no God like you anywhere. Um, he says, now, I want you to uh, keep your promise that you will um, you'll never fail to have a successor sit on the throne. One of my successors, which is true all the way up to uh, Benjamin Netanyahu. The uh, true. Most recent. Successor. Well, it's it's under the context of upholding the covenant. Sure, it, which of it, course it, it, it's a nice little. If I were a father, if I had children, yeah, and I wanted to keep them in check, you sure. know, yeah. I'd probably be like, yeah, if you're a good boy, you'll get all the presents you want, and nothing bad will ever happen to you. And sure. then he's like, a bully punched me in the face. I'm like, well, you deserved it, you know. Like sure. if anything bad do? ever happens to you. It's your fault. If it's anything the, good ever happens to you, it's because I did it for you. Yeah. I believe that's the just world fallacy, right? Oh, no? <laughs> I don't know. Where people just assume that if, like, it's it gives people an excuse to, like, see a crackhead on the side of the road and be like, well, he's obviously a piece of shit and deserved that. Like, you're, in Probably. your head, you kind of. And it's, it's, a, it's a defensive mechanism to keep you from. That's why nothing bad has happened to me is because I'm good. So right, I think right. that's I, 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 you deserve everything you get. Correct. So, but also it it uh, it deflects blame off of you know it's like it's like okay yes the numbers are down for the coronavirus deaths that's obviously Trump but when the virus yeah. skyrockets that's China's fault. Yeah, that's the yeah. China virus. So for sure. More or less that exact situation. All right. So he keeps talking. Um, he's saying, you know, oh, you know, God, surely you can't live here. Kind of the same thing he was talking about with the Israelites earlier. Um, it's such a small little box for you. I know you're a big boy. Um, I don't know. It, it, did you get anything else out of this huge fucking sweeping? It just goes and goes and goes. Well, uh, what, what, what verse are we at right now? Well, I don't know. What, what I mean, are you covering? I just covered. All over the, the place. I, I am all over the place. Uh, this is like an entire. Fucking I, I think chapter. to sum it up, to sum it up for people who give a shit, he says, "Hey, this house." The, the way I interpreted this chapter, and we haven't gotten to it, but the way I interpret this chapter is, he's like, "Hey, God is great. He makes these covenants. He makes these things. If anything good happens to us, if we uphold yeah, the covenant, he's not and, talking and, to anyone but God now. In this part, I'm at that part, starting at a." Starting at like twenty two. Oh wait, he is still in front of the whole assembly. What? Yeah. Well, then why? Because uh, it's set, starting at fourteen. It's a prayer of dedication. It's a. It's a. It's like the kind of prayer you do in front of the school. At the, yeah, uh, but football I get field, that. You but know, do you see how it, the ACLU at fifth chapter fifth or sorry verse fifteen chapter eight? He is like standing before all the people and says all this shit, and then it says, "But then he went to the altar." To talk, well, and he's I still in front of just, everybody. Uh, I mean, it's why? how now he's whatever. inside the altar. It's like a, it's whatever. like it's like when you take your oath of office and you put your hand on the Bible and you're like, I solemnly swear to fucking whatever enrich myself by the taxpayers. You know, it, it it it's your oath to the guy who's taking the oath, but everyone can hear you. It's for them too, you know. Yeah, that's fair. I that's think fair. so. But anyway, so back to what I was saying. Yeah, say it. He's like, hey, this is your fucking house, God. You love this house, but it obviously can't contain you. Yeah. And this is the God of mercy. If you do what God wants, he'll take care of you. If you fuck up, he will punish you harshly. Correct. But what is the purpose of the temple? Why even have it? There's all those, oh, I want God to have a good house, but God doesn't live there. And it's kind of weird that David, maybe a difference in David, like David was like, oh, yeah, I want to have this temple for God so that he has a nice house. And then Solomon's coming around like, well, that's kind of a 
obviously he's not going to fucking live here. That's stupid. It's let's just redefine what my dad thought it was to what I think it is. And what it really is is like a focal point. It is a place where God's just keeping an extra special eye on. And he specifically entreats God to it. Hey, if, you know, obviously you're everywhere, you're hearing everything. But if someone comes to the temple to specifically pray, I hope you give it like extra priority. Sure. You know, I think to put it into like Americanese, like into capitalism terms, it's like Vanderbilt University, right? Built by the Vanderbilts, a.k.a. uh, gods of industry. Right? The right. God. No, they're God. Uh, so the Vanderbilts built it. It's not for them. They're not going to send their kids to a fucking non-Ivy, you know, obviously. Right. But it has their name on it. It's a symbol of their wealth and and status above all of us in perpetuity. Um, I mean, obviously, uh, Anderson Cooper didn't go to Vanderbilt University. I'm sure he went to, like, Harvard and Yale and some other bullshit. Even you don't know Van- anything he, about Anderson Cooper. He's a Vanderbilt. I know he's a Vanderbilt, but you have no idea where the fuck he went to school. He did not go to Vanderbilt. Oh, boy. He absolutely went to an Ivy. I would If I were a fucking Vanderbilt, I'd go to a Vanderbilt school. No, you wouldn't. See, you're fucking... I wouldn't? You stupid-ass poor. Listen to me. Oh, God. You don't understand how this works. That is a monument to to their ability, but they have to keep it... That's like a thing for us. You know, for us to go admire how great they are. Alma mater. Yale. Oh, wow. Who could have guessed? <laughs> All right. So my point being that that's kind of how it is. Like, I'm not joking. Like, the the monuments that are American gods, right, are captains of industry build no in their own names. Are. What are you saying? What are you I talking about? I have no idea about? who the Vanderbilts are. God, you're such a What do they do? He, they were... Ty- you don't parent. even know. Do they, they make a tycoon. railroad? It's a tycoon. A tycoon of what? Railroad? Fucking, like roller coasters? That's not the point. Yes, roller coaster tycoon. <laughs> the very first roller coaster tycoon. Shut what? the fuck up. <laughs> the point is that he was a a built like George Hurst or any of those guys, right? They built right. there's buildings with their name on them, and it's not for them. It's for us to recognize how great they are. That's and like saying his, that Papa John's doesn't eat at Papa John's. That guy he, eats there all the time. He made it for the people. He eats there all the time. Papa John got forty canceled. fifty a week. Papa John got canceled for saying one N-word. That does not happen if you're a god, all right? Okay. All right. Like, okay. okay. I mean, right. you know what I'm saying. Okay, I guess. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think that, that uh, that's like saying... Um, Papa John just isn't at that tier. He's a fucking... He's like a tier that guy seat. that owned the Lakers. He got taken down for that. He didn't Donna, even say it. I, he wasn't that rich. He wasn't, he wasn't even that rich. The point being... Ladies and gentlemen, a stupid argument that the temple isn't for God, like Cole was saying. Um, it's for the people to feel humbled. It's for God. For God, even though He doesn't even fucking live there, it's so rich and beautiful and you know, just extra again that they are humbled by it. I mean, isn't that what a temple is? Isn't that what church is these days? Anyway, it's like obviously God doesn't live at the fucking the Vatican. Well, like, yeah, cathedrals. Obviously, it's the only place he actually cares about. Everywhere else, kids are getting raped left, right, and center. Well, no, he lives, obviously, he lives in our hearts. But that's beside the point. Of course. And also, Christ is totally different than Old Testament God, but we'll we'll, we'll get there later. Now, uh, some other cool little points that I made during this chapter that I marked out. Um, It says, interestingly, in verse 43... 
that do whatever a foreigner asks of you so that all the peoples of the earth may know your name and fear you as do your own people in Israel. Okay. So if you're going to just do whatever a foreigner asks, why are they going to be afraid of you? I don't. Well, I, I think, so the whole point is that he's saying, Hey, by the way, there's probably going to be foreigners coming here too. We're such a great nation. We have such a great God that your legacy and your power will be heard outside of the nation. Sure. So, you know, foreigners will be coming here and to show your power is in its own sense, uh, kind of like a sign of his, his, uh, uh, is how he is known. Sure. sure, So if a foreigner comes up, Hey man, my cattle's gone lost. Can you find it? Then the cattle shows up. They're like, fuck those, that Jew God's no joke. Yeah. yeah, I see. He's, he's got the power. It's carrot and a stick. Sure. Okay. Sure. So next up, uh, it just keeps on going. Um, this is interesting. If they turn, so it talk, then it goes into what happens if if the Israelites turn against God, and it says, "All right, so if they sin against you, because let's face it, everyone sins," he says, um, and you get angry and you turn them over to their enemies, and they become captives in their own land or taken far away. But one day, they decide to pray toward the land that you gave to their ancestors. So uh, turn towards Israel and pray to God, then you can free them again. Very Mecca like. Is it not? No, don't they have to is do that? Is it literally turning your body and facing yes. Israel? Yes. Or is it like, oh, you know, I, I I think his argument was like, if an Israeli, the way I interpret it was that you're a shitbag Israeli who doesn't give a fuck about God. Let's say Israelite because Israeli sounds too modern. I don't like it. I don't know. We got to uh, separate. And because. as a result, God allows you to be captured, probably raped a little bit yes. and enslaved. Yeah. So now you're enslaved, you're at rock bottom, you don't have, you know, you're like, okay, who do I turn to? You turn to God. That's kind of how I interpret it. Like, if if you're a slave who's been captured because you're such a shitty person, and as a result of your actions, God punishes you, and then in your punishment, you now realize God's power over you, and you turn to him, then he will pull you back. I mean, they're using this to mean the literal direction, from what I can tell. The word direct. Uh, the only way you can really interpret it in this stance is direction in the direction of. So there he's saying point towards Israel to give your prayer extra power. It's like a level up. It's like uh, taking a steroids before you go to the home run derby. It's extra special. It, it's calling your shot before you hit the ball. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I, I would have to imagine this is where the whole Mecca thing comes from, okay. right? I mean, right. similar similar idea. They have to pray towards Mecca wherever they are on earth. I don't get it, but sure. What do you mean you don't get it? There are two religions that spawn from the same fucking stuff. One right? of them is brown. No, they're... Move it on. Uh. <laughs> anyway, yeah, forgive the people that trespass you, blah, blah, blah. We get it. God has a house. He's going to punish the wicked. He's going to, I don't know, help the righteous. Yeah. If, if you're caught, shot. I'll help you, Just... blah, blah, blah. It's the same old shit. We, we see this all day long, every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, he keeps on praising God. It's exciting. Blah, 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 blah. He blesses the whole assembly next, right? Turns to the people, blesses them. Hey, do good shit. Don't do bad stuff. Um, and then they dedicate the temple. So they basically offer up sacrifices. This time they do count them. So he offers a sacrifice of fellowship, which you may remember from back in the day, um, which is, t- in this case, 22,000 cattle 
and 120,000 sheep and goats. So it's crazy because like last time they were like, it's without number, but apparently (laughs) we can't even count it, but you can get 120,000 sheep. A quarter million uh, animals. No big deal. Or an eighth, I guess. Uh, Insane. That's a lot of blood on the ground. Do you think they ate all of that? They wasted. Uh, how can you eat that many? How can you eat well, that many sheep in a day? Uh, remember the doves? <laughs> they eat f- four billion dove, I think. I guess. <laughs> so the, I guess on that day it says they hungry boys. <laughs> on hungry that boys. day, the king consecrated the middle part of the courtyard, and then offered burnt sacrifice. So they like it's weird. They consecrated it in different parts. Uh, they had the festival. A vast assembly, people uh, from all over fucking Israel all celebrated. It's a great time. And then on the following day, he sent people away, and they blessed the king, joyful in their hearts for all the cool shit he had did for them. Yay. Chapter 8, done. Thank you. I hated that part. Chapter 9, this starts getting fun. 9 and 10, good stuff, right? Right. So, yeah, so he's got a house. God lives there. The, the rules. It, it's the same. I mean, we're going to see the same situation with Moses. He's like, yay, God's living with us. And then, like, God shows up, and he's not as cool as you thought he'd be. No. Um, one thing that I want to do real quick. In the very first, or sorry, second verse of chapter 9, it says, The Lord appeared to him a second time as he had at Gibeon. So it's referring to when God showed up and asked him what superpower he wanted, and he chose wisdom. Remember that? Um now, I was like, okay, appeared. What does it mean by that? Um, what does appear mean? And, like, is the Bible what saying What does it that, mean, yeah. Yeah. So, I go to my concordance, and I look up the word. In this ch- case, they use the word rawah, which means – I have to read this because it's – the reason I'm reading this for you, and it's going to sound like a lot, but the reason I'm reading it is because it gives you, I think, a peek into how much guesswork – is involved in interpreting the Bible, right? You can't just take these Hebrew texts and be like, oh, this is what it means. Here's all the different possible meanings of the word rawa, which our Bible chose to mean uh, is appeared. A primitive root, to see, literally or figuratively, in numerous applications, direct and implied, transitively, intransitively, and costively, advise, self, appear, approve, behold, uh, can certainly consider, discern, make to enjoy, have experience, gaze, take head, indeed, joyful, to look on one another, one on another, one upon another, out, up, upon, mark, meet, be near, be, perceive, present, provide, regard, have respect, for cause, to let, see, one another, shoe, self, sight of other, spy, stare, surely, think, view, visions. Those are all the different possible meanings of a peer here. <laughs> so he spied on him. Got it. <laughs> there's there's absolutely no, my point is there's no way of at all determining what a lot I of assume, so, which means we can interpret it whatever the fuck way we want. And the way I interpret it is Ninja Vanish. Like there was a flash of smoke. He just was like, ah! Oh, like Batman? Yeah, like Batman. Yeah, but reverse Batman. Or the, uh, or the guy from uh, Monty Python, the one that helped him kill the rabbit. Didn't he do that? Uh, yeah, the, the guy with the riddles, actually. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the yeah. point is that God just shows up. Solomon's like, great. Yeah. And uh, the Lord says, God listen, talks I heard to him. Yeah. yeah. God's like, yo, I heard your player prayer. I fucking loved it. And you supplicated me. Love that shit, too. <laughs> I love uh, getting my supplicated on. <laughs> I love getting supplicated all day long. Um, and you consecrated my house, your house there, whatever, whatever, blah, blah, blah. If you do is. You know, your father did love David so much. If you do as him, then life will be grand. Yep. And then he gives the exact same threats that we've read a thousand times, right? 
But if your descendants turn away, I'm going to cut you off. I'm going to fucking uh, circumcise you, your people. Uh, it's a lot of carrot. It's a lot of stick. We've we've yeah. done this before. Yeah. Over it's the same. It's again. basically a condensed version of what Solomon just said to the people. It's like God confirming that he was right about that. Cool. All right. Continuing. So it's been 20 years now. If you do the math, 20 years is the seven years to build the temple and the 13 years to build the palace, which apparently they did consecutively, not concurrently. I don't understand why. I guess they didn't have enough workers. Uh, I mean, you got you got to have uh, that guy. Uh, what was his name? Who was that? Uh, Haram. You got to have Haram doing the work. He can only do one at a time, you know? So he spent basically his entire life doing this shit. Great. Very fun. Um, so they've it's been 20 years. The temple is now there. The royal palace is now there. Uh, king Solomon, it says, gave 20 towns in Galilee to Hiram, the king of Tyre, who who was uh, supplying wood and like a bunch of other bullshit. Um, it's kind yeah, of if we recall, thing. Hiram was best buds with David. He was yes. like, listen, I loved your dad so much. I'm going to give you some extra special wood just to make sure we're good. And in return, they're like, oh, let's do a little gift exchange. We're just buddies now. Now we do Christmas together. Um, so what does Solomon give Hiram for their gift in this gift exchange? He gives him 20 towns. In Israel. Okay. In Galilee, which of course is where a lot of people thought Christ, you know, Jesus of Galilee or something. I don't know. The Sea of Galilee. Jesus did a lot of shit in Galilee, I believe. The if you say is, so. This is in Israel, and he gives 20 towns in Israel to a foreign king. I, d- I don't get how that's okay. It doesn't really ever address this. Uh, I mean, we'll, we'll get to it. So Hiram gets these 20 towns in Israel from Solomon. I'm not sure Solomon has the authority to just give Israeli land to foreign kings, but he does it anyway. There's no... You know, he just violates their whatever their constitution was any day he wants. No one gives a shit. Of course. But anyway, Hiram shows up. He sees these 20 towns and he goes, what kind of cities are these which you have given me, my brother? And he called them the land of Kabul, as they are to this day. Kabul, by the way, translates to trash. So, really? yeah, so here I was like, hey, uh, like, uh, like Solomon's like, hey, man, I gave you some towns. And he's like, oh, you've given me the Midi- the, the Middle Eastern equivalent of Detroit. Great. <laughs> hey, Detroit's I'm a so cool city. I'm so jazzed to have this. Oh. Yeah, very weird. And this is never rectified. Um, I looked up every uh, future reference of her of Hiram, and he never, like, gets mad about it, ever. Well, this is the only- I mean, he calls it shitberg. Yeah, here. Know. He's like, hey, wow, thanks for the shitty towns. But also but kind of ne- a shitty thing to do. Like, oh, yeah, I didn't like this town. Well, do something else with it. It's your town, you know? Yeah. My concordance, interestingly, justifies uh, his decision here by saying, oh, it's cool because uh, these towns hadn't been conquered yet. They still had Canaanites in them. So it's um, not like he was giving away Israelite land; he was giving away dirty, like Palestinian local land. Okay, it'd be like it'd be like it'd be like if I gifted you. I'm like, hey man, I own a bunch of condos. You can have them, and you show up and they're crackheads. You're like, but they're <laughs> the crackheads are still in there. I'm like, yeah, man. Okay, here's something. Give me a you give me a switchblade. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I just gave you a condo. What are you bitching about? I'm like, you gave me a fucking mess. There's a like, dead way, woman over there. By the way, taxes are due soon. So uh, <laughs> it's going to be a cool million dollars. Okay, I could get it that way. I get that way. It's like if, if like I gave someone a card and I'm like, oh, what's this? They're like, there's 15 dead raccoons in the trunk. I'm like, well, I don't want that now. 
I'm like, it's a fucking Honda Civic. It's a good car. I'm like, yeah, but the raccoons kind of fuck it up. You're like, I don't want this. You're like, sorry, dude, I already wrote it off. You're going to have to take it. <laughs> the fucking ink is dry. Yeah. Is so These towns I'm- are yours. Take this shitty fucking town. That's yours now, Hiram. Yep. Hiram being a uh, total little. Um, <laughs> he foisted it on him. <laughs> Hiram being a little uh, little wuss just takes it. And it, in fact, then sends Solomon 120 talents of gold, That's which a- is four and a half tons of gold. That's a good and cuck. Let, and let me tell you this. That amount of gold is going to seem very small very soon. Let's continue. Um Okay, so let's talk about the slavery involved. That's what the Bible wants to talk about now. Uh, It says, here's the account of the forced labor King Solomon conscripted to build the temple. Um, He also uh, built walls, used them to build the palace, terraces, and the wall of Jerusalem, uh, Hazor, Megiddo, and Gezer. Uh, Quick side note, uh, Gezer was given to him, or to his wife rather, by the pharaoh who uh, attacked it and killed all the Canaanite inhabitants. And that was their his wedding gift to Solomon. and That is a uh, pretty cool wedding gift. Yeah. Like, you know like compare it to the gift that uh, Solomon gave to Hiram. He's like, hey, here's your town filled with Canaanites. You'll have to deal with that. But the king of Egypt, he's like, no, no, I cleared it out. I cleaned it up first. I gave it to you nice. Yeah. And uh, it's not that, you know, it's a piece of land. Here's the interesting thing about it is that the Egyptians actually wrote about conquering this town, and there is um, archaeological evidence of this exact conquering happening. They found a murdered uh, adult and child together uh, who were Ooh, preserved fun. lovingly by the stones that had fallen on them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the pharaoh ain't fucking around. That just shows yeah. you the kind of king pharaoh is. Yeah. It's like when you like, you're like, hey, man, I got to go to the airport. Uh, can I borrow your car? And then you get in there and the entire passenger seat is just covered in McDonald's wrappings. And you're like, you couldn't take five seconds to clean that out first? He's like, yeah, you got the fucking car. Like <laughs> a good dude cleans the fucking car first. Absolutely. Pharaoh yeah. gives you a, t- a t- Pharaoh gives you a town. The kids are already dead. <laughs> Way, way more considerate of him. But, I mean, it's a wedding gift, so you got to you gotta do the muscle work on yeah. it. Flex a little bit of that pharaoh might. You're not going to, like, curse my daughter to be childless while you fuck a billion other women, right? He's like, no. <laughs> not, that's not how I was raised, sir. <laughs> the book then, or the, uh, the Bible then goes on to describe some other areas that were not yet conquered. There were still people, uh, Amorites, Hittites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites, which I feel like we've seen all of them wiped out. Multiple times. Uh, what's interesting is that the Perizzites and the Jebusites weren't those guys fighting for David a little while ago? Wasn't that part of um, wasn't that in the group of people that Joab was like warring with? Like they were helping him. I have no clue, but they're all slaves now. So yeah, well that it, it's a water under the bridge. <laughs> what what the Bible's telling us now is that if we recall when Joshua was conquering, and Moses was kind of telling him like, "Hey, here's what you're gonna be doing soon." His argument was like, hey, if you fail to kill everybody, then you won't be able to really get rid of them. They will exist forever like thorns on your sides. By the time of Solomon, he's like, all right, well, let's make fucking lemonade out of these lemons, and then I'll just enslave them. Yeah, They're, yeah. they're going to be here. I mean, smart, right? Right. It's a lot. You don't got to get your sword all blunted by chopping through their bones. Right. If, yeah. If it, it's like if I went to like someone's house, I'm like, man, this place is filthy with cockroaches. Like, yeah. 
And they do the dishes. <laughs> and they can sing. They do show things. <laughs> yeah, like, no, I mean, I, I put them to work. Like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. You're saying I don't have to tent this place? Nice. Um, so, yeah, they decided not to exterminate these people. Instead, use them as slave labor. Um, which, by the way, the word they used for exterminate here was the holy kind. Not just, like, regular kill, but, like, the sort of things that God would do to, to people if they fucked up. So, they're like, we didn't, we didn't uh, righteously genocide these ones we holocausted them we yeah, took yeah. it up a notch yeah well, not no, just so a normal genocide it. they didn't do it to them is my point that's why they're alive and get to be slaves right okay so it goes on um solomon did not make slaves of any israelites because they're his fighting men great so you know you're either the troops or a slave it's a pretty good time to be alive mm-hmm. um there he had a bunch of chief officials he had 550 officials supervising those doing the work so that's a lot of Middle management there. Yuck. It's a pretty top-heavy industry. Yeah, the rat race. Am I right? Mm. Gross. Um, it also says that he built terraces for Pharaoh's daughter, which uh, also was done by slave labor. And then the, three times a year, he sacrificed burnt offerings and uh, fellowship offerings on the altar that he built to the Lord, burning incense and fulfilling the temple obligations. Let me, let me ask you a question. Why does the Bible care so much about Pharaoh's daughter? Is she going to be important later? I don't get it. Because obviously, I mean, we'll get to it, but Solomon's famous for how many wives he has. That's probably where she'll become important. You think so? Maybe. We'll find out. Not this week, but eventually. Okay, But there is something special about her? Cause, no, uh, I have no clue. I mean, he okay. built her a fucking temple. So yeah, I he guess. seems to be doing a lot for this one wife. It almost seems like he cares extra much for her, but I'm not quite sure what her role is or what her... Probably like, securing she, peace with Egypt. I, I mean, that's why why any princess would be important back in the day, you know? As I mean, part were of they a, at war alliance. with Egypt? Is it, are Israel well, and Israel's Egypt not big enough. They're getting big enough that that could probably be a problem, you know? Like they can end up butting heads. I just would imagine Egypt. Israel and Egypt are friends for life. I don't know yeah, to... well, yeah, they, <laughs> they've had pretty good relations lately. Uh so that's basically the last thing in chapter nine before it wraps up is we find out that uh, Netanyahu thought about fucking their daughters. I already did a Netanyahu fucking Angela Merkel joke last week. Are we really gonna, uh, gonna beat that to death? You know, do you feel bad now? A little. <laughs> uh, so then King, King Solomon uh, builds some ships, and Hiram, the king of Tyre, sends sailors for him. I guess. Because well, they know the sea. Whatever. It's just. It's just. It, yeah. So basically, he's like, "Hey, by the way, we need a coast, and here su- supplies them seafaring merchants." Yeah. So it's and just they, more and more to Solomon's power as a king. They sailed to a place called Ophir, where they brought back sixteen tons more of gold. So now we're at like twenty tons total. Pretty wild stuff. That's a lot of fucking gold. What do you even need it for? I mean, are they using it for? I mean, I guess they're, they're using it as currency. The they're coating like, everything in gold. <laughs> Dipping everything in gold, yeah. Yeah, Jesus. But we'll get into that here in a second. Um, that's the end of chapter 9. That's a good flex. Want to get into 10? We think we can knock out 10 real quick? I don't know. 10's kind of long, but yeah, let's get through it. Yeah, we're, let's just we're under an hour right now. So we roll into chapter 10, and we meet a new character, a name that you've probably heard before. I feel like this name kind of is on the public zeitgeist, right? Like, it's... it's culturally thrown around um the queen of sheba heard about solomon now, i've never heard of that chick you've never heard queen of sheba the fuck is the queen of sheba what are you talking i don't about? know it's it's just referenced a lot is that from king kong no anyways sheba is uh by our estimation modern day ethiopia 
And this queen is like a great, powerful, rich ruler in Ethiopia. And she hears about Solomon and his apparently his relationship with the Lord. Um, and she wants to come test Solomon with hard questions to kind of see, is this all real? Like, you you know, you hear stuff through the grapevine. You want to go out. You're, you're a great, powerful ruler. You hear about this other one on the other side of Egypt from you. You got to go find it's out. A, it's a common trope. So she's she's the queen of some powerful nation. She hears about some magic Jew kingdom to the north. Correct. And how they've got some magic cloud god that and the super wise king. And she's like, well, let me go see it for myself. I got money. I got time. I can go visit. Yeah. Um, so she takes a great, great, great caravan carrying spices and gold and precious stones and goes up to Solomon and talks with him about everything she has on her mind. And it says, Solomon answered all her questions. Nothing was too hard for the king to explain to her. This is the first ever recorded example of a mansplation. A man- <laughs> She's like, what do you know about trees? He's like, ooh, yeah. bitch, you're going to come up here talking about fucking trees? Right. I don't want to do a misogyny here, but I'm assuming since she's a woman, they were all dumb baby questions. Yeah. So you didn't have any problem with it. <laughs> or, maybe, or, or maybe it's just like the kind of thing where it's like when a child asks you questions where you can give them any answer and it's good enough. Like, where does the sun go? To sleep. They're like, oh, fuck, my dad's so smart. <laughs> Right. So, uh, yeah, they basically are just shooting the shit king style. King and queen Daddy, style. why does ice melt? And you're like, because it's afraid. You're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> why, why are alligators so ordery? Because <laughs> I got all the toothbrush. Do you got any more no questions and answers? <laughs> yeah. You're going to make it really easy for all our parents that are listening to the pod. Uh, right. They're going to have all these answers ready to go yeah. for their kids. Um so yeah, they're talking. She and she basically sees. Okay, yeah, he actually is really smart, and this food is amazing, and like this place is badass. She's like, hell yeah, this is. She says to him, hey, you know, I heard this place is good. It's even better. She's like, yeah. how did you? What's up? And she's basically in awe of his god, which is what would be, I guess, the default setting back then. It's like, oh, if someone's doing good, you know, today we're like, oh, you must like be in Mensa or something. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, if I, it, it, it's like I live in my house and I got to clean all myself and fucking sucks and I don't do a very good job of it sometimes. If yeah. I went to someone's house and I was like, my God, have you seen this? His windowsill is completely free of dust. I mean, that little bit, my windowsill, all dust, 100% oh, yeah. dust, never dusted it in my life. I'm not yeah. dusting windowsills. But if I go to someone's house, I'm like, look at this, the door jam is completely, like this door doesn't squeak at all. Look at the feel of that. Yeah. You know, you're like, oh, yeah. this is nice. And you, and you nice. attribute that to their god? Oh, uh, ultimately. <laughs> ultimately. <laughs> the, the god of, hey, cleanliness you, you, is next to godliness, according you go to, to a guy's, You go to a guy's house, his door's made of walnut. You're like, fuck, this guy's got walnut money? Wait, it's can not. you recognize walnut in the wild? I'm not Solomon, but I know a little bit about trees. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't have, you don't quite have tree Asperger's. I'm but. not tree-knowledgeable <laughs> cool. god-tier, <Good>. but... <laughs> So we find out that uh, after their little meeting, she gives him another 120 talents of gold. So that's another four Fun tip, and a half tons. You know, like, you know, it's like when people give like gift bags to celebrities They're like, here, you've got everything. How about right. some free shit? You're like, all right, thank you. Oh, so Solomon with your solid gold temples and your immaculate slaves. And like, here, have some money. Like, great. Cool, cool, cool. So we're up to like 25 tons of gold now, I guess. Um, getting a little ridiculous. Uh, there's a lot of literature out there about, is it possible that Solomon actually had this gold? And there's a resounding no. Why are they so the obsessed with gold? I don't know. And going on, continuing. Um, 
She gives him the spices. She gives him all the shit, right? Really cool. Um, I don't know. The king, it's telling us that he's coating shit in gold now. Yeah, he loves gold. Um, they, lo- they love gold. So basically, the queen tests him. He does a great job. She's like, all right, here, have some money. Have some have spices. More. Have more good shit. She's blessing him with money, you know. And then the rest of the chapter is him just being like, by the way, I like spending it too. Right? Yeah. Oh, well, first it does say that Solomon also gave the queen of Sheba all that she desired and asked for. So it's almost like they just traded. Like he probably had some cool unique to Israel type shit. Right, like types he's of like, wood or whatever. He's like, she's like, "What about those bronze pomegranates?" He's like, "Do you want some?" He, he's yeah. like, whoa, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa!" I got bronze pomegranates for days. I mean, really, those are supposed to be <laughs> gods, but he's never home. <laughs> got those things coming out my wazoo. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, he tra- he gives her some cool shit. Sends her packing. Um, she does the walk of shame back to Sheba. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I tried to riddle him about like ice and shit. He knew all about it. Don't it, don't don't try to trick him about trees. That guy knows his shit about trees. Yeah, he knows exactly how high the sycamore grows. Um, so it says now that the weight of gold that Solomon has received yearly, every year he's receiving six 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 talents of gold. Holy shit! <laughs> Welcome That's, to the party, devil. Yeah, Am I there right? we go. Yeah. By the way, if you're wondering how much that is, that is as I sort of estimated earlier, twenty five tons. So every year he's getting twenty five tons of gold. Um, that's impossible. Sorry. I'm going to tell you how it is. That's not happening. Anyway, he then makes himself a throne of ivory and overlaid it with pure gold. What is the point of having an ivory throne that's then covered in gold? You You can't even see the ivory. Yeah, you could have made it a feces. You know, like, oh, what's this man? It's covered in gold now. Feces would collapse under the weight of the gold. That's why you use ivory. Think about it. All right, so, uh... It, it explains this. I want to actually read about this throne. It's if wild. If you dry it properly. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Okay, so. And compress it into bricks. The, thro- the throne has six steps, and its back had a rounded top. On both sides of the seat were armrests. Okay, we got armrest technology. That's pretty badass. It is pretty cool. Finally, finally, the Bible is talking about the kind of leisure I'm interested in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it says there's a lion standing by either side of the armrest. There's 12 lions on the six steps, one at either end of each step. And nothing like it had ever been made for any other kingdom. So he has the bestest throne in the entire world. Imagine if, like, like another king just shows up and his throne has, like, cup holders. And yeah. you're like, fuck, guys. You're like, you gotta- I'm going to have to fly a 777 into that thing. <laughs> I'm going to have to kill a couple more elephants <laughs> to make enough ivory to make this. The new throne I've been uh. for. Great, great, great. Um, So it says all of King Solomon's goblets were gold. All his household articles in the palace were gold. Um, Nothing was ever made out of silver because it was considered for poor people in Solomon's days. Um, He had a fleet of trading That is kind of balling. This is is the – no, if you think he's balling, wait till we get to this sentence. It'd be like if someone shows up and be like, oh, yeah, I'll have some of my crystal. My crystal, that's my fucking bath water. Touch that shit. I used that to clean my slaves. (laughs) (laughs) So it says that he, this is the ultimate flex. Uh, he had a fleet of trading ships, and once every three years, the fleet would return carrying gold, silver, and ivory, and apes and baboons. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it, it's the first Michael Jackson. They're just like, this guy fucking hangs out with chips. That's muddy. That's fucking muddy. <laughs> 
fuck you. The kind of fuck you money that actually throws poop at your enemies. Yeah. <laughs> you got to have a lot of trust in God because those things will rip your fucking face off. Yeah. Hey, Solomon, go on Joe Rogan's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> rip your balls off and then eat them, all right? I don't trust those apes. Uh, so it says to us that Solomon is greater in riches and wisdom than all the other kings in all the earth. The very best, the very best. Uh, the whole world sought audience with him because he was so smart. He could basically solve any problem you had. Um, everyone wanted to bring him gifts. So that's why he was getting more silver, more gold, and robes, and weapons, and spices, and horses, and mules. And he accumulated chariots and horses. He had 1,400 chariots, 12,000 horses, which he kept, get this, in chariot cities? The fuck God is that? Damn. He had to make cities just for chariots. Only, yeah. What is that, a parking lot? I don't know. A city for chariots? Yeah, it's a parking lot. It's a parking yeah, garage. Okay. Yeah, just a big-ass parking garage. They um, mowed down Paradise and turned it into a chariot city. <laughs> good, 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 good. Uh, modern problems back then, even. Uh, the king, it said the king made silver so common that it was like stones in Jerusalem. Like, it was just fucking rolling around on the street. Um, his He's like, $20 important. bills, that's toilet paper. I buy yeah, everything exactly. with thousand dollar gold bars. I, like, I think you have an, a Germany had that problem after World War One. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's called inflation, Solomon. He had horses flown uh, imported from Egypt and from like Turkey. Um, he had merchants all over the place. Basically, he was the king of the world at this time, and that is how we bow out on chapter ten. Hopefully, nothing bad happens too many times soon. Yeah, chapter ten ends with everyone loves God. And as a result, you're fucking rich as shit. Yeah. Solomon's rich. Got everyone wins here, except for obviously the, the economy has never been stronger in Correct. Israel. Correct. Nothing could possibly change this. Unemployment as low as it's ever been. Well. <laughs> and a man who uh, lives in a giant gold apartment. All right. Chapters eight, nine, and ten. What'd you think? How are you feeling about Solomon now? Uh I don't really Uh, I read a little bit ahead, so there's going to be a shift. Spoiler alert. But yeah. it does seem like it's kind of setting up for – I mean, we've seen it before. That there, there's a lot of that give and take, God giveth, God taketh away type situation. Right now, we're in the God giveth phase. Yes. And it does kind of seem interesting that we're still kind of hyping Solomon's wisdom, but it seems mostly in his ability to make deals and secure merchant agreements and collect taxes, which is fun. That's important. I don't work. really, I don't really know what it's doing in the Bible per se. Like, I don't understand it in the context that it is a, like, this is the word of God, and it's all about how rich this dude is and how much land they've accrued. I mean, I don't know. That's how it works, dude. It just seems like it's kind of a, I don't know. It, it, it'd be like if I had like this big, if I knew God. And he came and talked to me. I'm like, what have you been up to? He's like, I've been securing fucking land deals. You won't believe we we're making a bunch of subdivisions in Tulsa. I mean, yeah. ugh, that's how you're using your time? I mean, yeah. I've never been I've made some so strong investments lately. I'm like, all right. That just seems like, I mean, is AIDS still a thing, God? And he's like, yeah. But I've been busy. Hey, we're not going to fix that. <laughs> <laughs> but don't worry. I just purchased a mall. And I'm like, all right. That's, that's cool. Well, well, here's what you're that's not great. saying, I think, is that assuming that the way that they I just gave away their- Detroit. Remember that. Remember what God God did the ten plagues to the Egyptians, most of whom were innocent, I assume, for the sole purpose of were they showing though? his. Shut up! For the sole purpose of showing his glory, right? Um, 
that's what this is. You know, making his king, this is God's king, right? Um, and making him the richest, most coolest, most, uh, badass king of all time. Right. Who was w- wise and, and wealthy beyond I- any measure is a God flex, right? It's, uh, okay. It's like I, I was at the park the other day and I saw a kid wearing the cure t shirt and I was okay. like, no fucking way. No fucking way that kid listens to the cure. It's just obviously his parents decking him out to like impress the rest of us perverts at the park, Wait, you know? How old was he? <laughs> he was six, you know? Okay. I was right. like, you take off that shirt. <laughs> <laughs> give, me the, give me that shirt. <laughs> Good. Where's your parents? <laughs> Are you alone? Here, I have a shirt you can wear. I just wear care my deeply house. about music, you know? But anyway. <laughs> That's what it feels like. It's like God's like, oh yeah, I, I own all the gold in the world. You're like, oh, that's cool. I mean, it seems like God is very obsessed with materialistic gain and stuff like that. I mean, couldn't you turn the rainbow clouds into fucking bubblegum or whatever to show off your power? No, I made a couple of dudes rich. Okay. Yeah. It's fine, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it, it just <sighs> sounds like something if I was like a teenager. And I was trying to imagine what God would do for me. And I'm like, well, what, what God do? Oh, it gets me late every Saturday night. I'm like, that's cool. That's fun. I don't know. That seems beneath my vision of God. I mean, would you I say guess, that right. um, civilization across the board, across the entire planet, you know, 3,000 years ago when this happened, was kind of in a teenager phase? <laughs> probably, probably. Right? It just, it just seems like more the continuation of like, uh, you know... The Bible starts off with just two people that God kind of cares about. And God doesn't really start caring about anybody until Abraham. Mostly, he just doesn't give a shit about people. Sure. And then Abraham, he's like, okay, now we've got the family of Jacob, and that's cool. And I care about these 70 people. And now I care about a couple million Jews in Egypt or whatever. And now he's like, this is my nation. Sure. And everyone else can fuck themselves. but Yeah, definitely. They should. It's cool. Uh, I like the Queen of Sheba, though. She seems like... You know, down down girl. I like her. Yeah, it's fun. showing up. I don't know. It's cool. I, I don't really know what the point of it is. Is it just to be, are we just supposed to be like, whoa, Queen Sheba? She's a smart girl. And then she came and she challenged. It's it, it'd be like find out like some guy dunked on Shaq. You'd be like, whoa. Yeah, it's cool that he's better than Shaq. God damn. All right, that makes him even more impressive. Oh, this guy, oh Solomon dunked on Sheba. Really cool. <laughs> really cool, smart guy. Guess super, yeah, super. Yeah, answered all our tough questions. It does seem like a much better nation than David ran. You know, I haven't had one Why? insurrection since we started. Seems Sheba? to be just a bunch of people making money, having a good economy. Oh, Solomon's kingdom. I thought yeah, you meant yeah. Ethiopia. I'm like, well, we know no, nothing I about it to... except that they have lots of golden spices, probably peanuts or something. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, yeah, but Solomon is now living his best life. He's bringing the Israelites on with him, right? Trickle down economics because there's silver on the streets. So that's the trickle down. <laughs> yeah. The silver, which the Bible mentioned, by the way, is worthless to them. But still, they got it, you know? Yeah. Silver machine go burt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's all I really had. Yeah. Just all another right. continuation of Solomon's story. He's, he's a king now. He's got a nice house. He's got a lot of money. Good for him. Yeah, you wish you were him. I do. Oh, my God. Don't you wish your boyfriend was rich and smart like him? Don't you? Oh, let's go. Okay, if you don't already follow us on Twitter, just kidding. We're still suspended. But you can send us an email at a revelationspodcast at gmail.com. 
taking all kinds of emails there. We've been fielding a lot of cool questions from uh, people on the email. Just kidding. No one has emailed us ever. What do you got for the people? And I know we're we're kind of all over the place when it comes to this podcast. Like, what is our stance? What do we really think? Most of it's satire. Most of it I don't care about. But I will say this. People that give haircuts for a living need to get back to work. I don't care how many of them die. This shit is out of control. That's the, that's the worst part about this virus is that the protesters are really ugly now. <laughs> <laughs>